Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I am your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley, and it's a good day for Avalanche prospects, as they, three of them anyway, have made the Team Canada WJC camp roster, selection camp roster, as it were, uh, Two of them are no surprise at all, that being Bowen Byram and Alex Newhook. And then the third being this year's first-round draft pick in Justin Barron. Just making the camp is is a feat in itself, but I'd say there's a decent chance all three of these guys could make the team. Yeah, I think the the easy lock is Byram. Yeah. And uh, I think that there's conversations going to be had even about Byram because it's if the NHL starts on January 1st, like Mm -hmm. actually starts on January 1st. um, Byram might, Byram might be a little busy. Yeah. Yeah, Byram might be busy trying to make an NHL team. Yeah. And I think that's true of a couple of these guys that like Kirby doc got loaned back. They're talking about Lafreniere getting loaned for this team as well. Um, if the NHL, if the NHL doesn't think it's going to be competing uh, in that time frame, then Bowen Byram is 100 percent on this team, no questions asked. Uh, the other, the other question, the really the only question that you would have about Alex Newhook, it doesn't have anything to do with uh, does he make the like, is he worthy of being on the team? He absolutely is. Yep. It's that college players, this camp is really long. It opens up on November 16th. WJC's end on January 5th. That's a long time to be away from your team. Well, and Newhook was snubbed last year in in many people's eyes as well. You know, the Newhook last year, it didn't bother me quite as much. Um, There was obviously it's Team Canada. There's going to be an awful very lot of talent stacked, for sure. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be in contention for that. And he hadn't really broken out at BC totally yet. Uh, he hadn't like he was just beginning to get to that point where I was tweeting about his games every week. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, but he did have a very good camp last year. He did, and we've seen that. Like Timmons needed the good camp to make it back in 2017. Yep. You know, he needed a good camp to get over some body. He's getting the kind of camp that Timmons had was the kind of camp that Justin Barron's going to need to have to make that team. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, New Hook, New Hook was great, but I mean, clearly they, they did just fine without him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, this yeah. year would be very hard to keep him off the roster if he's there. You have to think. So. Um, it full expectations for Byram and Newhook to be on the team, assuming for Byram's case that the NHL isn't happening, and for Newhook's case, no one really knows what Hockey East is doing still at yeah. this point. And that's that's kind of the question: Is it more beneficial for him to be in the WJC selection camp for a month if Hockey East gets going? Right, because we see these pictures from. Um, BC's Twitter account. They're they're practicing. Yep. 
they're on the ice together. So he's playing, he's at least doing something, right? Better than nothing for sure. <laughs> um it's it's really just like what's hockey east schedule gonna end up being? When do they get going? How much does does Newhook miss? You know, the WJCs is obviously would obviously be a great experience, but does he have to go through uh, going through an entire month of camp? Yeah, before that's a long, that long time is a lot of is it's a lot of college hockey season to miss where he's not playing games. It's like now, a, it's that's a, given the short season. Camp. It's like a fourth of the college season this year. Yeah, like, and and like, but it's also like you're playing against top competition, right? I, at that camp, totally. I. I would have zero problems with New Hook going to the camp over over BC, but I'm fine either way. But it would be that would be the only potential sticking point I, I that I foresee for New Hook, and I think New Hook goes. I think he makes the team, and hopefully he has a great he has a great WJCs. That would be ideal. The real the real question mark is Baron. Just yeah. the, that's a that's a deep defense, and there are some veteran guys that they that you think that they're probably going to make that team. Um, like you have to, you, Jamie Drysdale is going to be on that team. Bowen Byram is going to be on that team. Yep. Um, you know Thomas Harley is going to be on that team. Yep, you have to think. Robertson probably has a very good chance. Yeah, Robertson is another 2019 guy, especially Robertson because he plays. He play in and Schneider. Yeah, those are those are guys that you think the defensive boys, Team Canada, old boys style hockey for sure. Yeah, and and that's with you know Byram, Drysdale, and Harley as kind of your. Those are the you got your puck movers right there. Yep. You also have a Lucas Cormier who's who's going to be involved in that and like Baron an uphill battle. And then and you know that doesn't even account for a guy like Korzak or any of these other cats that have been invited that they brought for a reason. Uh, yeah, I mean just looking at the 2020 class even if you assume Drysdale's a lock, you already mentioned Snyder, Gooley's there as well. Gooley's also there, yeah. Uh you even have uh, you you said Cormier Donovan Sabrango got invited as well, um, so he, he would have to show very very well I think to make it. And even then, you may be talking about a sort of seventh defenseman type spot, mm-hmm. where I mean, look, I go for it. it. It's it's funny because he's in the one league that is actually playing right now, <laughs> so he does have hockey to play. Yeah. Instead, but it, you don't pass up the opportunity to see them against the top competition in the world at his age level. Definitely. I it would be way better for him to go to WJCs than mess around in the queue where you're just hoping games aren't getting canceled. Yep. So, you know, I'm I think that there's work to do for him to make the team, but a good camp and he, he can easily make it. He's got the, he's got the goods to be there. I just think it's going to be more of an uphill battle. Whereas Byram and new hook, it's like, as long as they show up, they're good. Yeah. Yeah, They, uh, there was a real case to bring both of them last year. (laughs) So it, it does feel like it's an inevitability this year. Yeah, it also, uh, I think that uh, Baron ages out after this season as well. Yep, that would be correct. So this is he's like, on the older side. And Hockey Canada has really, like, they, they like that guy. They've given him a lot of opportunities over the years. So that might play in his favor. We've, we've yep. always known uh, the Hockey Canada selection process always feels. There's some wackiness. It there it always feels like there's a there are a couple of guys who have like a political feel to them. Yeah, for sure. It where it's like we're picking this guy for you know the like new hook. A lot of the new hook stuff last year was well, he's a college kid. Yep. And hockey Canada didn't like that. They sure. want they want to take the HLers. Yep. All right. It's fucking weird, but I mean, you saw what they did to Kale McCarr. 
<laughs> a seventh defenseman. Yeah. yeah. And that was after he'd like been tearing that tournament up, and they were like, "Yeah, well, we our seventh guy." The two games in the preliminary rounds where they actually played him, he like murked everybody. Yeah, and they were like, "Nah, it's fine." Can't be having that on a regular basis yeah. now, can we? <laughs> but you know, Team Canada is what it will be. Um, it's a good thing that their talent pool is yeah, what it is. Awfully right? broad. To, right. to pull from that group. Yep. There are not many other teams that have that to fall back on. You really, USA and, uh, I mean, even Sweden and Finland don't have that big of a talent pool to, yeah. to really draw from. I mean, you're talking, there are going to be guys. Just look at that. Look at that defense. Like Drew Hellison's going to the USA selection camp. Yep. Drew Hellison wouldn't come within five miles of making that Canadian defense. Yeah. And that's not a knock on Drew Hellison. It's just that that Canadian defense is stacked. So freaking good. Yep. You know, like a guy like Matthew Robertson, like not like a name prospect, right? But a kick ass junior player. Yep. High end players all over the board yeah so though some really then they also brought damon hunt but we will talk about that yeah well i mean <laughs> they they brought when, luca Bursi in last year and he just never had a chance to actually make the team so. yeah i mean you bring a couple of guys like that every year we are like oh we want we we want to bring this like style some and see how this guy fits to the roster totally yeah yeah and just see how this guy goes yep. so um, you know, like I, I would be, I would be annoyed if Damon Hunt made the roster. Justin Barron didn't. Yeah, but depending on the other selections, like those are two way different players. Very true. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll have to wait and see on on the final decision. But obviously, Av should be excited that. Uh, yeah. Another year of interesting, uh, interesting WJCs for them on Team Canada alone. Yeah, I'm not sure where else they're gonna be. They're gonna be guys to watch. Um, like Hellison will be at the USA selection one. Yep, maybe he makes that team. Annan is aged out, so he won't be there for Finland. Yep, uh, I don't think they have anybody for Sweden. Yeah, I'm no, old. Yeah, Kovalenko aged out. Um, Zhiravalov aged out last year. Those that was it for them. So no nothing in Russia. I just I don't really think that there's anything left uh, for WJCs for them. It's just Team Canada, basically. Well, hey, if you're gonna have uh, if you're gonna yeah, have some guys a on a team, team to pick, yeah, yeah, it's a little different than having like four guys on the Czech team where you're like these guys wouldn't have made five of the other half clubs. these rosters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, having having multiple guys on Team Canada is like, yeah. You got the goods. I think Shmakov's too old, too. Yeah, Shmakov would also be too old. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Regardless of not even talking about his ability to stop a puck, just the right off the bat, he's too old. So it doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, first period break here. Of course, time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. I was drinking a vanilla porter for the gaming pod earlier. Uh, if gaming's your thing, highly recommend you check out that on YouTube. But you can get your Breckenridge Brew down at the DNVR bar or straight from the source, the farmhouse in Littleton. And when you go down there and get curbside pickup, you can get $5 off when you use the DNVR code. Uh, you can call them anytime from noon to 8 p.m. They're great service, have dozens of different flavors of beer to you for you to try that I have professed about many different times on many different podcasts here with the NVR. So can't recognize, recommend, recognize, boy, had too many beers already. Can't recommend them enough. 303-803-1380 to schedule your pickup. Or of course you can always find them in your local liquor store. Second period of the DNVR avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rudo and AJ here, you know, it's funny. You're saying there's not that many abs prospects this year, and you're right. And yet, I'm still very excited to binge this tournament this year because, for <laughs> once, there's not going to be a bunch of other hockey on. 
when this tournament is going on. It's going to get the proper showcase that it deserves. And I think it's, this is something that I would, I would love for this to be a normal thing. Yeah. Like a type of thing. The NHL goes on break for three days for the Christmas break. Yep. Put WJCs on. Why not just slip it in there? Totally. I know it always kind of like dances around this time of year, but I would, I would love for it to be like, look, and the the USA Canada like New Year's Day matchups that we've seen have been awesome. Yeah, totally. Those are fun. But it's like give us give us Christmas Day. Yep. You know, don't don't make hockey fans just sit there and watch the NBA. Football can have Thanksgiving. WJCs can take Christmas Day, where we all yeah. hang out all day and watch junior hockey. Yeah, I mean the NBA. The NBA is already they have like quadruple header. The Nuggets yep. were part of it last year, where they got blown out. Yep. And it's like okay, those games were fun. I was in Vegas. We were betting on those games. We got all of them wrong. It sucked, as you do. <laughs> but it was a good time. Like watching, it was whatever. Yeah. But would I have rather have spent all of that day watching junior hockey? Oh my. God, the answer is always going to be yes. <laughs> if I ever take an NBA game over a junior hockey game, it's an imposter. Yeah, you've made a mistake. Someone, he's been taken hostage. Yeah, and like, again, I'm an all-sport fan, so. <laughs> it's, and specifically this year, the WJC tournament style is perfectly designed for a COVID bubble. Yeah. You bring all the teams in, everybody tests negative, you throw them in the bubble for two weeks, they play all their games, and you're done. Right, and like two weeks is nothing. Right, exactly. You know, this is this is not the two-month, like, oh my Slog. god, right. that, it, that it was for those NHLers. This is a, a two-week, like, you're in there, you're out of there, okay, great. And if anything, if the NHL hasn't figured out how to play games yet, yeah, it might be a little instructive. Give them a little hint, a little tip. Yeah. If, if you know, just depending on what the world looks like when this tournament's going down. Yeah, right. Who knows? But yeah, hopefully, it, hopefully it happens. You know, there isn't <laughs> a team test positive, you know, Team Canada test positive two days in, and it's like, okay, well, this is over. Yep. That would be you want to, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see it, man. I'm, I'm so ready. Because that'll be that'll like right now we have the queue and we have some Swedish hockey. Yep. The the rest of the leagues are pretty much shut down. It's it's rough. It's definitely rough. But it's the the WJCs is the highest level of amateur hockey that exists. Period. It's way it's. Even better than the postseason U18s. Yep. For some reason, we don't like those are important for draft, but nobody but, cares. Yeah, about. no one else cares. It's like whoever wins that tournament, you're like, so what? Eustace Anon did that, by the way. And <laughs> guess what? So what? Pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah. But, but winning, w, winning WJCs is where it's at. That that's that's the one that gets all the popularity. It's you know even even at the next level in the NHL they talk about uh, the triple gold that people win. Yeah, which hopefully will become a thing again with the NHL going back to the Olympics. But we'll yeah, see. it's uh, it's WJC's Olympics and um, that weird World Championship. Yeah, the IHF, yeah. the one where it's like. You only win this because your team missed the postseason or lost in the first round. Otherwise, you don't ever play in that tournament. Yep, it's, it's not like a desirable tournament to play in. It's whoever's left that isn't broken enough from the NHL playoffs that still wants to play hockey. <laughs> yeah, basically, usually a weird hodgepodge of players. So I think what Matt Hendricks was captain of Team Canada one year. <laughs> If just talking about player quality, no, no offense to him, NHLer, of course, but yeah, but I mean, like, not a guy that you're expecting. I mean, Matt Hendricks should struggle to make the United States team. Yeah, 
not not be on a Canadian squad ever. Yeah. Yep. But what about the Leafs, anyway. AJ? I think we said yesterday they were the best team in Canada. They should have the yeah, they should have the all Canadian division to themselves. I think they're going to be good this year. I everybody is like hatred of them is so strange. Cuz like don't get me wrong, I can't stand them either, but it's it's mostly just the attention. Yeah. It has nothing to do with like the team it's or the just players. The, the news media cycle, right? Yeah. Captain of Team USA, yeah. My bad. Country on that team either. True. <laughs> I, right in the shootout though. Look, I think uh I think everyone follows the Leafs fan base on that one because the Leafs clearly hate their own hockey team. Yeah. So I we're gonna see, man. I <laughs> I love Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Those guys are incredible. They're baller hockey players, that's for sure. Yeah. But they're they're awesome, man. But we'll get into the others. Yeah, this is a this is an as podcast at the end of the day. So so we'll stick to the topic of the day being WJCs and being the Avs have had a pretty good run of, of WJC players in the past handful of years. Yeah, sure. Some of them are on the check team that are easier to make. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's it's really 2017, right? Yep. Has, was kind of the start of that good run. Yep. That that was when the turnaround, I suppose, kind of started happening. Um obviously well Joe did Joe's play in WGCs? I think he did, right? I forget. Yeah, I don't think he was very good though. Yeah, he didn't have but he played. Um and then you had Makar and Timmins. Cout played eventually Ranta played as well. And I think Miko played. Yeah, going back the other way, you're right. Yeah. Miko definitely played for uh for Finland that first year. So since twenty fifteen even the Avs have consistently drafted a WJC player out of cool. every draft year. Just a random fact. Which, I mean, which is which is funny because it's like there are some there are some teams like I think Ottawa have like six guys that were. Oh yeah, they send like a ton sometimes. But what the? F- and then you know you did have last year there was solid. Uh, you know Byram was there, uh, Annan and Ranta were there. Yeah. You know. It's- Nice to see across a couple of different countries. Kovalenko was there. Yeah, Kovalenko, Zaravlov. Yeah, so they uh, they had some decent representation. They've done pretty well, and yeah, Miko probably... and his Miko's breakout was his draft year. I yep. mean, he was he was awesome in the league of that year. And you remember when Miko got drafted, guys, he was really the start right near the start of that that like finish explosion at the top of the draft yep. guys guys who were producing and pl- regularly in the liga yep him and uh and aho were kind of like right at the beginning of that yeah and then you know you followed up with tons of guys line a uh what's his face yeah, over there Pulley, RV. Pulley, yeah. Yeah. Those- yeah. Those guys. Oh, you remember his draft year? He was insane, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. He blew up in the league, but how that worked out in the end, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean to be determined. But like those draft years, those guys in those in those seasons and at the international competitions, they tore them up, man. Yeah, I guess it it really started with uh, with Barkov, really. I guess, but yeah. But they were in the early the early part of it where nowadays you're like, yep, there's going to be a, at least one or two fins that go top 10. Yeah, because it was Barkov. And then I don't remember 2014 because I blacked that entire draft out. And then Miko in 2015. Yep. And Aho was second round in 2015. 16 was Puli Yarvi and Line A. Yep. And Ua Levy. Well, we forget like, hasn't worked out great, right? But, yeah. but like at the time, yep. you know, when you're talking WJCs and the Finnish kids, like, yep, those guys were those guys were awesome. So, and then seventeen was Haskin in. Yep, a lot of them just 
Finished something pipeline, right man. in the water up there in the Nordic countries, man. Yeah. It's uh, it must be nice to, to have a breakout like that. But it's, I don't. It's it's a hard thing to to quantify for me because you and I, we're prospect guys. We we love yeah. this kind of stuff, and I. Even if you're not a prospect guy, something like the World Juniors is something that you will appreciate the skill level that you get to see on the ice. Yeah, well, it's it's best on best for that peer group. Yep. And that's the only time you see that. You know, even, even in the Memorial Cup, you know, you're not seeing any of the high-end European guys involved in that. You're not seeing any of the high-end American guys involved in that. The Memorial Cup is awesome. It's so it's as good as it gets outside of professional hockey. And I, I, that's a, where would you rank the WJCs in, in hockey quality? We've, we've established NHL is the best league in the world. You believe so it, it's it, it, like second best Stanley cup playoffs is like number one, right? Yeah, Sure. And then like AHL and KHL. Sure. Um, I don't know, man. Tough. It's a, it's a tough comparison to cross. I think, yeah. Like if you're talking about like how good is the hot, like, like, is it better than the quality of hockey getting played in the NLA? Probably. Yeah. Because the high end would be there, but I don't know. I mean, you, you have to remember the WJCs is still about like four countries. It's like Sweden, Finland, the United States, and, That's true. and Canada. When with, you get into the bottom feeders, it's yeah. Ru- the Russian Federation has made the WJCs weird for Russia because they they don't like to send their young and their best all the time. Yep. Like when like Svechnikov was like their thirteenth forward yep. in his draft year that year, it was insane. You know, the Russian Federation's kind of taken themselves out of it. Yeah. Because they only want to send these like super heavy veteran laden teams, yep. all guys that have 20, been playing, yeah. <laughs> guys that have been playing, you know, for them for a long time. That's been they, that have been playing internationally. Right. Their pipeline is so weird because it's not anywhere close to. We're just gonna take the best players. The same way Canada snubs kids who go to U.S. college, Russia snubs some kids that go to uh, Canadian juniors and things like yeah, that. Yeah, guys in the import drafts. Yeah, yep. definitely. Um, I would, I would take WJC's in terms of like things that I get excited for on the hockey calendar, like Stanley cup playoffs is number one, WJC's and Memorial cup are two and three. I mean, and then Stanley it's cup like playoffs, big Olympics. Drop. Oh, fair enough. Well, Olympics with NHLers. Yeah. Proper Olympics. Not this last one. Yeah. Um, then probably WJCs for me significantly higher WJCs than World Cup for sure. Oh yeah, without the World Cup and um, World Championships and yeah. U18s, Ivan Holinka, who cares? Like those are those are all just like those are tools for analysis for draft yeah. prospects. World Championships is a complete waste of time that I don't ever watch. Um. No interest. I have no interest in the world championships under any circumstances. Unless unless that one circumstance is it's a pandemic and it's the only hockey I can watch. <laughs> in which case, hell yeah, world championships rocks. But WJCs is like one of the marquee uh, hockey events on the calendar. Yep. It's It's weird that way because if you look at other sports... There isn't a, there isn't really a comparable like baseball has the futures game, but it's like one game. I mean, hockey has top prospect games as well, which are yeah. more comparable to that. Yeah, the CHL top prospect game. They also have the USHL top prospect game, where it's like okay, like this is fine. Yep, you get to see some of this, but it's it's one day. WJC like WJCs is like those those this it's a lifetime thing. You know, like Jordan Eberle is a Canadian legend forever because of what he did at WJCs. Yep. He tried to hit on the trophy girl who turned him down. (laughs) Ah, man. That you just scored the one of the biggest goals in Canadian history and you still get a no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rough, man. 
It's rough. Yeah, like the college football, like the the bowl system would be would be the only other thing that I think would be really comparable. And especially yeah. now that they put the college football playoff in there, yeah, with like the because it's bracket. just it, those those top teams are just loaded with NFL talent. Yep. You don't you don't really get like the upstart like Utah that breaks in and has like, well, here are two mid round guys. You know, it's it's a bunch of it's a bunch of guys that have serious plans on being drafted in the NFL, like lots of guys. Yep. Lots of dudes who. And that's where WJCs is. It's the yeah, next it's right. the showcase of the NHL's future. You see this in in every developmental league, different from from league to league. But a, a CHL team, an, an OHL team, is made up of mostly guys who are not going to go very far in pro hockey. And yeah. even in pro leagues, guys developing in the Liga, these Finnish kids, most of those guys in the Liga, their chances at the NHL are long over. Yeah, but the WJC combines them all into one big tournament of all of the high, almost all of the high end talent for the future of the NHL. So we got to do take our second period break there and acknowledge WGT golf, the number one sports golf game out there, both mobile and on your phone, loved by more than 20 million people. Get in on it. Join our clubhouse, DNVR3. Search for that once you download the game from DNVR Golf. So jump on in. Over 700 members at this point. We play all the time. We have tournaments on weekends. We can challenge each other at any time. If there's people on, just send them a challenge. You can play stroke play, match play, closest to the hole, some other challenge modes as well on true-to-life courses or even in the top golf range. So Jump on it today. Help support us by supporting our sponsors and download WGT Golf. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook with Rudo and AJ. AJ, as we drift into this NHL offseason, this, this kind of dark time in, in hockey, is there anything you're specifically looking forward to? in the realm of hockey beyond WJCs. Cause, cause I know that's an answer that you are. Um, I don't know, man. I'm the, I'm the guy that looks forward to really specific stuff for sure. Um, you know, like I'm, I want to watch Baron in the queue while yep. we still can. Yep. You know, I want to get an idea. I'd love to, I'd love to try and get eyes on Cout over in Sweden. Yep. Stuff like that, you know. There's always so much hockey. There's so many different levels of the game going on that there's almost always something to be devoured. For sure. And that's that's just if if there's hockey on, I want to be watching. I hear that. It's the best part about being able to cover a, a sport as established as hockey is. Yeah. And that's not to say others aren't, but. It's cool because like all the different levels, they all feed into something that matters. You know, yep. like you're watching, you're you're covering the NFL, but you're watching high school football, and it's like, okay, like these guys could be, these guys could be good someday. Yep. It's, but it's like they have they have full college careers that they have to go through, and when you're watching guys in college, you know. Yeah, it. I mean, that's. You know, growing up, before I knew I would get into sports media and, and, and all of this, yeah. you, you would sit around and, and at home and you would watch high school football on TV. You would, you know, people, Texas, dude. yeah, I know. I'm sure it was way bigger for you. <laughs> and, you know, when I first started getting into hockey and all of that, like beyond just the NHL I was like yeah. oh you know I'll, you'll never see anything like that and and today right now I am subscribed to a service where if I wanted to I can go watch an under nine tournament in Sweden I think that's just awesome how yeah. readily available content is well and compare that when I was um, I couldn't watch the Houston Arrows on television yeah brutal you know, no idea where to catch them on TV. Yep. The 
minor leagues and, and, and stuff like that. It's incredible how far they've come in the past, even like five years, honestly. Yeah. I mean, look at the HL streaming service now. Yep. Despite just despite all of the camera oddities that you get with it, it's pretty awesome. Like just being able to watch any AHL game that you want. Yep. I don't having I, having that library to oh well, there's nothing on tonight. I'm just gonna go watch an old Eagles game. Yep. It, is it that weird for people outside the US? I mean, just replace football with with football. Right, because you know, kids sign soccer contracts in Europe when they're like six. Yeah, but and they get into like that that development program yeah. for that for that yeah. team, right? <laughs> but uh, to watch QMJHL in the U.S., you have to sign up for their online subscription service, yeah. which is not cheap, unfortunately. It's but really not. Like we were talking about uh, watching the game the. Baron's season debut together last last week. It was like eight bucks for just that game. Yep. I was like, geez, man. Yeah, I guess that's fair. It's not a school team, it's a club team, but it yeah. It's I don't yeah, know. Yeah, football football doesn't have those though. Like right. it's it's weird. Like football has its own system where you go to high school, you play for a high school team, you go to college, you play for a college team, you get drafted in the NFL. And that's it. Like, that's the route. There's, you know, you can very, very, very occasionally you get a guy that comes out of Canada, um, you know, because of the success of NFL Europe 10 years ago, you had a string of European kids for a couple of years. That's mostly dried up and done with now. And, but, but otherwise, like, that's the path. You know, you play baseball. There are almost endless paths yeah. to, to MLB. The number of clubs club baseball teams in this yeah. country are like absurd but and and like the, the travel ball teams that, yep. that just go around you know and and the same thing is now true of uh basketball with the AAU circuit and the way that like playing just oh hey we're going to go find good high school basketball players you don't have to they all team up together because they meet each other at these all-star tournaments yep. the blue chip stuff yeah yeah form these aau all-star teams that travel around the country playing other aau all-star teams that's what they do all the good players got tired of playing high school kids <laughs> i mean they were playing guys like us yeah exactly you know like i i played uh there was a guy that that went to my high school that ended up in the nba uh deer and fox went to seven lakes in Katy, texas there you go like I can't even imagine what that guy, that guy went to Kentucky and like started as a freshman. I can't imagine what that guy was doing at that level. You're wondering why you see all these box scores of kids dropping like 80 points in high school. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, they are playing against kids who are five foot five. Right. You get like the Dewan Wagner types. That's that, that are like, like high school legends. Yeah. Sebastian Telfair, guys like that. <laughs> you don't get that in hockey. In hockey, there are so many different avenues. You know, you don't go to high school and play unless you're living in Minnesota or in the Northeast somewhere yep. up in New England. You don't just go to high school, play hockey, and end up as a prospect. The vast majority of high end prospects, at very least, that come from the U.S. end up on. Team USA. Now, yeah. P.S. There may or may not be an article coming out from the athletic at some point about the rise of the development program, the U.S. It's, program. It's especially in the last in recent years, it has it has risen it's, mightily. It's blown up. I yep. mean, you think about what it was like way back in the day when uh, Colorado Eagles coach Greg Cronin help start it <laughs> yeah right you think about like when ian cole and eric johnson were back at the program like that was the beginning of it yep it didn't exist before that where did where did american players come from these kids just got drafted out of high school yeah it, totally a different world hard to find kids back then but i mean you have the ushl as well but yeah, and the USHL has been around for a long time, yeah. but it, it legitimizing itself the way that it has over the last decade has been huge. Yep. Like, 
American American hockey development is a real thing now. Yeah. You know, Canada still is the powerhouse and it's still certainly on the high end and it's it's still leading in number of guys that get drafted. Yeah, but it, damn, dude, dude, the United States is the, it's it's in a respectable position. The market share I, I, this is still going to sound crazy, but Canada and the rest of the world the the NHL is about 50-50 now of the the heritage of, of players. About 50% are Canadian and 50% are everywhere else. Yeah. In 1980, it was like 85% Canadians. So the world has caught up a lot when it comes to the sport of hockey and the quality of, of players that are getting produced around the world. Damn, just to look at it, this last draft, 73 Canadians, 50 Americans. Yes, and American is the clear-cut number two. So, Yeah, Sweden at 32, Russia at 24, Finland at 17. Yep. That I wouldn't pump the AHL's video product too much, DD. Like, I appreciate that you can find it out there, but I it's, can only watch the San Jose Moon Cam for so long. Well, and, and like, the lack of dedicated and planned out camera pace is yep. obvious because you do get people that just wander in front yep. and you're like, it's a good thing I'm not, like, tracking this. Right. Yeah. It, there are some issues with it, to say the least. Not that, look, they put on a good product. I'm eternally grateful I wouldn't even be able to do my job without streaming services like that. Yeah. But I could walk in there and be like, okay, this is how you make this better at the same time. Yeah. I mean, there's a long way to go, but that's, that's kind of the, uh, that's the American hockey experience. Uh, you know, every day there's a long way to go. We're happy to be here. Just happy, just happy that two two American dudes can have jobs in yeah, hockey. Right. I say I'm like complaining about the AHL's video quality, while you can just like see my office hanging out in the back of this video. So yeah, I probably shouldn't shouldn't open my mouth. But yeah, shout out Kevin McGlue. Oh, he's awesome. Eagles announcer, awesome dude, awesome dude, great at his job. Eagles PR staff is great too. They're so yeah, they're, they're so accommodating and easy to work with. Like huge, huge credit to all. Even like before when I was doing this as an amateur, they were super cool to me. Let's uh let's talk about the last thing that happened in Avsland today. Okay. Um Colin Wilson, Players Tribune story, talking about OCD. Yep. Pretty great article. If you haven't read it, please go go read, go read it. it. Yep. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drop it in an article and try and make you go to my site to click on it. Just go to the Players' Tribune. Yep. Um, check it out. He opens up. Uh, it's really good. It's really in-depth. It's really personal. Um, since he talked about it, I had I had told some DNVR subscribers in, in the lounge over the summer that I thought his career was probably over because of the hips. Um, to hear him say it means that I'm allowed to talk about it publicly, so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah had he had uh so he what had happened was he was at practice and he pulled his groin and uh he'd been having on and off hip and groin issues for a long time and when uh he went to the doctor it was like look let's let's do this you know we had we had varley that had this uh same kind of thing same kind of groin issues and had hip surgery it helped him out a lot um, had it on both hips. Uh, his body didn't respond to it. He wasn't able to play. Like he can, he can live a normalish life. You know, this isn't, this isn't like he's debilitated or anything. He just can't play NHL hockey, and he's gonna have to have that surgery again. I hope it. I hope it works for him. I hope he gets back to normal. Whether or not he plays again is irrelevant. He's made enough money in his career to support himself and his family. He's an awesome guy. He was always really good to me. Um, I had some great chats with him when the, my first ever conversation with him was awesome. Sitting down and talking to him about his time in Nashville. And he was very honest about 
wanting to move on and how excited he was to be in Colorado that they were giving him a chance. Easy, he was always an easy guy to root for, and always really liked him. And it, it sucked how it it ended for him in Colorado. Yep. And if that's the end of his career, it's really a bummer. But for sure. a very a, a very good article that everybody should go in and definitely yep. read. Um, I don't need to get it. You know, I've talked on this on the show previously about my OCD and what it's like. Bye. Hi. Yep. Um. He always he always shows up at the end of our shows. Yeah, I know. His, his timing um, is impeccable. <laughs> yeah, I, I've talked on this pod before about my OCD and and, and my compulsions. I have not had anywhere near the detrimental effect that they did for for Colin Wilson and for him to talk about it and his path towards finding solutions was heartening. Yeah, it's it's another great reminder that hockey players are people too. You know. The, those dudes out there on the ice have all their own battles and all their own problems every single day, just like us, just like you, just like me. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes shit's hard, man. Yeah. Well, and, and especially something like OCD, which on a, on a larger scale, people kind of are kind of condescending about it where, yeah. And especially because people will be like, oh, well, I like to wash every dish twice or whatever. And they're like, oh, I got a little OCD in me. And it's it's like, it's, and you have no, you Wilson, don't like talking about how it's physically debilitating to him. Because yeah, where he's, he has to he's, tie his laces so many times. Right. And you're it's like this is way, 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 way like the people who have who have who really like have a serious issue with it. Yep. It's a serious thing. It's a serious conversation. And, you know, you don't, it's, it doesn't make for a splashy headline to be like, I'm Colin Wilson. I struggled with OCD. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it doesn't, it's, it's not like a splashy headline where it's like, let me tell you about my recovery from a horrible heroin addiction. Where right. You're like, what? You know, because there's just a different stigma around those things. Yep. Uh, and, and so for him to speak up and for him to kind of put it out there and for people to start to get an idea that OCD isn't like this, like fun, quirky personality trait. It's a serious thing that people, that people struggle with. Yep. Uh, it's all steps forward and it's all good. It, it, no doubt today, there's somebody who read that, who needed it, who felt like they were alone. Yep. And they're gonna read that article and they're gonna they're gonna finally feel like, especially if they see any of the response to it, they're gonna see, oh my gosh, I'm not by myself. Yep. And that alone will have served a great purpose. Yeah. Sometimes it's a good thing. So Yep. You know, you it's not a good thing, but you make them you make it into a good thing. You make the sure. best of a bad a of a bad thing. It. Yeah. And it's it takes courage for a guy to do that, for a guy to put himself out there on a limb and be vulnerable like that, especially in a sport that brutalizes vulnerability. Yep. So good on Colin Wilson. Props to him all the way around, for sure. A, a guy that everybody should be proud played for their favorite team. Yep. I think that's a great way to end the show. It's all we have for you today. Uh, go again, go read the article, show it some love because it, it really is a nice, a nice yeah, piece from him. Definitely. We want to stress that it's worth the going and reading the actual story in his words. Um, I don't want to speak for AJ, but you know, I think he would agree with me that we are here too. If you have problems that you really want to talk to somebody about and you feel comfortable sending that to us, we're, we will certainly lend an ear. I'm not going to, I'm not a doctor. I, I can't promise you that I will know how to help, but if you just need someone to write a message to, or, or anything like that, feel free to shoot us a DM at any time. I'm um, my DMS are open. I regularly have people reach out to me who have needed assistance before. Um, do whatever I can. All so. right. 
So, yeah, we're going to end the show there. Uh, it's just not a topic we're going to we're going to touch on, Brad. But yeah, it's I think I think what's been needed to be said about it has been Yep. from other people. And that's fine. So thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, consuming the podcast, however you may. Uh, we appreciate you all. We hope everybody out there is is doing well and and. Hopefully y'all have a good rest of your week, almost the weekend now. Hope you'll join us for, for Free Skate Friday. Going to have some Halloween fun this week. Uh, should be a, should be a fun time. Bring some beers if you want to tune in and, and drink along with us because there will be some drinking going on tomorrow. There will be... This, it will be... Yeah. There will <laughs> be... There, the pod is going to start in one fashion. It's going to finish in another. Yep. Uh, we're expected to have Drew Creaseman coming to hang out with us on the pod tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if Evan wants to h- come hang out. I haven't talked to him yet, but I will. Should be and, fun. Uh, it's going to be a good time. We're gonna we're gonna play some Halloween games, and we're gonna we're gonna get drunk on stream. <laughs> That's the way to do it. So, on that note, we'll talk to y'all tomorrow. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.